This is podcast number two on change. We change at the speed of pain. Welcome to my podcast, Stanhope Rocks, making a difference in men's lives. Each week, I bring you stories, interviews, and discussions on topics that affect men's lives. Real men discussing real topics, developing real tools that can be used daily to make a real difference and meaningful change in your life. As Albert Einstein once said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So think differently and make a choice in your life today for meaningful change. Now, let's get to today's podcast. We change at the speed of pain. Welcome to my podcast on change. In all the work that I have done with men and their lives and my life, the one word that continually comes up, continually is confusing to people, continually is frustrating and rewarding, and has a tremendous amount of energy around it, is this word change. The other day I looked up the word change and different variations of it on Google. And it seems like there's a tremendous amount of how-tos. How do you change? 10 ways to the best way to change. Eight ways that you can make change painless. And there's lists and there's ways in dealing with change. And that's a lot of really good information. And what I'm interested in, what I want to talk about is how change affects us. Why does it affect us this way? What can we do? How do we deal with it? And what does change mean to us? What I become interested in is the how-tos are great and they follow the why for me. And what's behind the change and why do we need change? And why is this such a powerful word? And what do we deal with when we say, I want to change this and why is it not just an exact linear process? Why is it so difficult to where we backtrack and other times it seems so easy? And this is a real there's a lot of mystery around this word change. It's almost as if it has this change has this connotation of a hero's journey, of a journey to go from one place to another. And, you know, I've always, I guess in my world, I tend to simplify things down or to distill things down to how is the best way I can talk about change? Because it is constant and it's around me and I change every day and I resist change. And I'm what some, I guess, methodologies would call a high change agent, meaning that I change to me is theoretically more comfortable than it is to other people. Although I don't know if I agree with that all the time. So to me, change is about either avoiding some kind of pain or gaining some kind of pleasure. As a human being, if I'm going along and I don't 
and I have enough pleasure and not very much pain, then I don't really have any desire to change. Now, other people around me might have that desire that might affect me, and I might have to change accordingly. But from where I sit, I'm going to change if my pain gets too great or I want more pleasure in my life. And what I have found, my own personal experience, is that avoiding pain is more powerful than gaining pleasure. I'm not saying it's a right or it's a wrong. I'm just saying that it's more powerful. And I know that when I get in enough pain, then I change. And I always have. That was one of my teachers, one of my mentors, Bob Bear. Uh, when some man was going through a certain amount of work in his life, transformational work, and he would get up to the point of change and then he would back off. And Bob would often say, he needs more pain. Well, the first time I heard that, I thought, wow, that's kind of cruel and it's extremely accurate because at this point, this man needed more pain to push him to a point where he would change. So part of my journey has been to understand why I resist this change. Why can I not just immediately, boom, change? Because I found that people resist change because they believe they will lose something or they fear they will not be able to adapt or their perception that it will get worse and it needs to improve. My belief is that us humans, and I'm speaking, I guess, for men today, and I'm, I, this is true for women also, I believe, is that we are creatures of habit, and when we get comfortable, we like to do the same thing over and over again and get a certain comfort level with that. One of the teachers that I had, Rolf Smith, did a lot of work around high change agents because he did organizational change in these massive organizations and trying to shift the culture, not only trying to shift the individuals within the culture, but trying to, or working to shift the culture, I should say. And it becomes that change, it becomes then the change of the individuals as well as the change of the organization. So let's take a look at a couple of things. Let's take a step back. I think the change process is fascinating. Whether or not it's us driving change or somebody else is driving change that affects us where we will have to change and we don't necessarily want to change, it all has a common core. And first of all, the, most, the first thing that happens is an awareness. An awareness maybe that something is not working, either for us or for someone else or the organization. Something is not working or there is a need to improve the existing situation and there's change. And this can happen in a marriage. This can happen in a relationship with a friend. This can happen in work. This can happen with our children. This can happen with any process as human beings that we have with this world or other human beings. 
So this first core of awareness is there's an awareness that's going on. What I know about myself is one of my resistances to change is control. Because at some core level, I like to control what goes on in my life because it helps me with my anxiety and it helps me with my fear. At least that's my projection or at least that's my what I tell myself at the time. And I also realize that the shadow, the dark side of that can be that if I don't change, I can go down some old paths and that doesn't work either. The old damned if you do, damned if you don't. So after awareness, there's a general contemplation, a general understanding that everybody is working to understand what is this all about. So if in a relationship, if my significant other, my wife, my friend feels that our relationship is not where it needs to be, then that's an awareness on their part. My awareness may be denial. My awareness may be wanting to control, to put it back in the box. This, everything's fine. Everything's great. I don't see any problems. I'm extremely happy. Well, if the feedback is on the other part, the awareness is coming back that there is not happiness or satisfaction or enough pleasure to be had, and there's too much pain, then there's awareness that maybe change needs to happen. So when we start contemplating this change, all kinds of issues come up for not only the person that's going through the change, either myself, if I'm going through it and I'm driving the change for myself or for somebody else or for a relationship that I'm in or somebody else who's driving the change for a relationship that I may be a part of. Or it may be the greater part, like the country may be going through a change and that affects me. It doesn't always have to be a one-on-one. -on -one. It's just how we deal with this. We're going down the road and there's something in the road that's not working. So a lot of the contemplation can go off into a, more of a mental or an emotional contemplation. How do I feel? What are the feelings that are coming up for me? What can I learn for them? I'm scared. I'm anxious, I'm angry, I'm joyful. What feeling comes up that leads us down to the next level, which is, okay, I'm, I'm finding myself very angry right now. Why would I be angry? And that leads to some contemplation or some thought about what's going on here that would make me angry. Or what's going on here that would make me joyful? And each one of these is this research into this change process that we go through to deal with change. Because if we go to the other side and we don't go through these processes around change, when change happens with or without us wanting it, we can form resentments, we can, we can sabotage ourselves, we can sabotage relationships, we can control, we can do lots of things that are probably not for our betterment. And as men, we have certain myths that we have. One of the myths is men are more logical than emotional, and I don't buy that for a second. I go and achieve my 
intelligence through my emotional intelligence more than I do my thinking intelligence. There is so much more power to find the feeling of what's going on with me and finding out from that road what is my resistance to change and what is my agreement toward change. Which leads me into the next step of exploring. What if? What if this? What if that? That's a great question. Another one Rolf used to talk about is whys. The five whys. Why this? Why am I angry? Why am I angry about her leaving me? Why am I angry about being alone? That leads me sometimes to emotions that get crisscrossed. Am I angry or am I scared? And that's a whole other chapter we'll get into in men's emotions. Is a lot of men's emotions are channeled through anger because as men, we are not, it is not okay for us to be always scared or sad. We're great with joy. We're great with anger. And we can do sadness when it's appropriate. Most of us men, though, we're not afraid, or at least that's what we tell the world out there. The truth is, is we all have the little scared part of us inside that we deal with fear just like everybody else deals with fear. So we have this exploration, if you will, of starting to look at the what ifs, the so what's, all the questions of if this change happens, what am I leaving behind and what am I stepping into? In the work that I did with the Mankind Project, which is, uh, let me give you that real quick. The uh, couple of um, websites real quick. First of all, the Mankind Project, you might want to jot down, is uh, mankindproject.org. And I refer earlier to uh, Rolf Smith, who is one of my great teachers and mentors around change. And he has a great, great concept. And he calls it the thinking expedition. So he is thinking uh, hyphen like a minus sign expedition.com. And I mentioned earlier Bob Bear, who was also one of my teachers, and he has a website, creativelifeinstitute.com. So get a few of those out of the way. But this exploration of so what, whys, gets me to dig into what's going on with me with this change. I may, my response may be, well, I'm just fine. I'm fine just the way I am. I don't need to change a damn thing. My response may also be, it's about time. This has been needed to change for a long time. My response may be negative, and when the change happens, I may also then go, oh, wow. Now I see, okay, but I couldn't see because my fear was in my way. So this exploring gets me to put fears, my fears out there. What are my fears? What is the worst that can happen to me? What's the best that can happen to me? What's at risk for me if I don't change? And what's at risk for me if I do change? And explore those possibilities and go down those roads. 
on the Warrior Mankind Warrior Weekend that we go through, when the men come through the weekend, one of the first questions we ask and was asked to me when I went through my weekend was, what's at risk for you to change? And what's at risk for you not to change? Well, when the question comes up of what's at risk for you not to change, that's pretty easy. Everybody goes, well, if I don't change, my wife is going to leave me. If I don't change, I'm going to fall to addiction. If I don't change, I'm going to be unhappy. If I don't change, I'm going to lose my kids. There's a lot of things. Then it's, what's at risk to change? And a lot of the answers are, oh, there's no risk. I want to change. That's why I'm here. And my response is, if you wanted to do that, you would have done that. So there's something that stands in your way. There's a payoff. There's some part that stands in our way of changing sometimes. And we think, well, I could just change. If I could just spend more time with my family, then I'd have a better family. If I could spend more time in my relationship, if I was more attentive to my wife, if I was more attentive to my children, if my business uh, needed more attention, etc. So those are very easy, fixable problems, right? So we're just going to go and do that. And then you don't. I don't. So what gives? You know, what, what is that about? If I know something's good for me, well, <laughs> dial up most of us who have any kind of addiction or any kind of issues around that, whether it be to money, whether it be to alcohol. You know, as one of my teachers said, you know, we're all addicts of some level. Pick your addictions well. So if we know we have addiction issues, why don't we just stop? Why do they have 12-step programs? Why do people stop and start and stop and start and stop and start? Why don't they change? Why doesn't it stick? We know that, that the, we call it alcohol. The alcohol may be killing us, yet we justify. So sometimes the answers are not that easy. So circling back, when they are asked, or when I was asked, you know, well, I have nothing to risk. I have nothing to lose to get better. No, I, I believe we do have something to risk for us to change. And that is what this exploration process is about. Finding out what our payoff is that we get by staying stuck. What am I getting from this? Again, that's a big word, payoff. What is my payoff for staying in this when I could, there's something obviously sitting there that could make my life, quote, quote, better. Change does not happen in a linear fashion has been my experience. And when we explore these possibilities, it's a, it's a challenge. We have to look at the mirror. We have to look at where are we projecting out this information and on to who, and learn to be able to learn about ourselves so that when this change does come up, we can take through this process. Once we've explored the different processes, there is an element of action that needs to happen for change to happen. I've always said change happens in an instant, and I do believe that. 
I think we get ready for change. But when change happens, boom. It's just like cell phones or the internet. I'm a 62-year-old man. I didn't grow up with internet, cell phones. I grew up with typewriters. And when the internet came, that change was like, what? And when cell phones came, I was like, are you serious? I can walk around with this little, little bitty phone and I can call everybody. It was so surreal. And how quick did we go from zero to 60 with that change? There's a lot of my contemporaries who stay stuck in the past and say, well, I'm going to use my old phone here. That's the way I did it. That's the way my daddy did it. And I'm not going to change. And, you know, more power to them if that's the route that they want to take. But, again, what are they giving up with that? Where does that lead them? And what actions will, will that affect their lives? My daughter has a little, um, has a little daughter, my granddaughter, if you will. And as she's raising her granddaughter, her daughter, my granddaughter, there's a lot of things that have changed since I raised her. So I have a choice that I can listen and I can understand and I can realize that a lot more psychology has been done with children and there's a lot more information out there right now. Or I can say, this is the way I did it and I'm not going to change. And it's like Rumi said, out beyond the field of right and wrong, I'll meet you there. This is not about being right or wrong. This is about being aware of whether or not we want to change, if we have resistance, why we have resistance, and what can we learn about ourselves. If we want to change and other people have resistance, what is that about? Because it's been my experience by knowing that if I change and my change affects people, then I need to learn how to walk through the change with them. And they want, I want them to learn how to walk through the change with me. So I've said a lot today. And this is a very big topic, which I will be on again at some point. Because I think we have a lot of opportunities in our life every day to change. And it has helped me tremendously to understand what I go through so that I can share with you and I can share with others uh, procedures so that I can take a look and make a decision. Is this change something that I want for myself or not? And what's standing in my way? Is it my ego? Is it my control? Or is it truly just not working for me? Does this cross one of the boundaries I have for who I am and how I've set my life up? The more information I can have and the clearer that I can see myself in the mirror, the more I can deal with change, the more that I can either embrace the change, reject the change, 
accept the change, and be okay with it because I've gotten in touch with my emotional intelligence. I've gotten in touch with my thought processes. And I know what this change truly means to me. So I think it's important in summary for us to not run by change and make comments like, well, Bill over here, he, he, change is a lot easier for him. Change is not easier for me. I'm here to tell you that the highest change agents that I've run across, change is just as hard for them if it affects what they're doing and they don't want to do it than it does the lowest quote, quote, level change agent. It's an individual piece, how it affects us and being aware of what that change is about. There's all different types of change. Change to one person may be moving a pencil one inch. Change to another person may be reworking the entire world. I know those are extremes, but that's the way different people, and they have lots of personality inventories that can share this information with you, some of which I've worked with. The one constant is change. So take a minute today as we sign off and think about how you deal with change in your life. What works for you and what doesn't work for you? And how you can look at it differently so that change can be not this horrible enemy. It can just be change. and get in touch with the discomfort and the comfort and know that most change has both. Remember, we change to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And as my brother David once told me, and I'll leave you with this one, we change at the speed of pain. Think about that one. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today, and I hope it got you thinking. If so, feel free to visit my website, stanhoperocks.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I'd love to hear from you on what's changing in your life and where you're making a difference. Thanks and keep moving forward. Namaste.